Hi, this is Steve Sleeper, producer of the North Omaha History Podcast. It's a volunteer effort, but you can help us meet expenses by becoming a patron for as little as a dollar a month. Go to patreon.com slash Omaha. The list of patrons and the link to Patreon is in the show notes. You can also help by subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts and give us a five-star review. Thanks. Welcome to the North Omaha History Podcast with noted author and historian Adam Fletcher Sassy. Each week, Adam takes you on a guided tour through Omaha's dynamic past. From the rolling prairie savannas and the deforested Ponca Hills of the 1850s to urban giants and annihilated heritage trees, North Omaha has a long history of different nature. In this episode, Adam's going to explore the Florence Beach, lost waterways, giant prairies, and more that still define the history of nature in the community. Take it away, Adam. Steve, let's begin with some very simple basics about the nature of North Omaha. When we talk about nature, we're talking about everything outdoors, the entire ecosystem, the entire environment And again, as a reminder for anybody who might be new to our podcast, we're talking about everything north of Dodge Street and east of 72nd, all the way up to the Washington County line and all the way over to the Missouri River. All of that region of the city of Omaha has this spectacular history with nature that's defined by the Missouri River and by the Missouri River Valley. That includes the floodplains and the cliffs. That includes prairies and wide open expanses. And it even includes rolling hills and beautiful forests. And today we're going to cover some of that in this podcast. There was once tall grass prairies over the entire region. And savanna-like sections that filled the Florence Bench. That's that area that sits up above the river between the hills and the water. But we're going to get into that. There were rolling hills east of North 30th Street that roll on and on. And there are... The Ponca Hills all the way to the north, all the way south to Dodge Street, that whole region that used to be covered with low-lying rolling hills and today feels kind of flat. None of it's by accident. There are so many different parts of the nature of North Omaha, Steve. We could talk about historic trees going all the way back to 1846, The first noted tree in all of the region that makes up Omaha today was called the Mormon tree. And it was supposedly planted by Brigham Young himself when him and his band of Latter-day Saints came through the Florence area of today. They started a little town there that was called Winter Quarters. And they kept it going for a couple years. And the tree grew the entire time. For a hundred years, that tree stood in the middle of Florence Park, which is originally known as the Florence Town Square, on 30th Street. That tree was a great landmark, and it was a touch point for a lot of people all the way into the 1960s before it had to be cut down because it was rotten. More historic trees sit in North Omaha. We're going to talk about some of them, but that would be... A big conversation if we started and stopped right there. Instead, though, we're also going to talk about the prairies that filled North Omaha. That's right. 
those beautiful images that Willa Cather painted for us of tall grass prairies that rolled on into the vast expanse like an ocean and a sea in front of them. Those early settlers, those fur trappers, those native people, all of the different folks who came to early Omaha, they were engulfed by these prairies, not out in some imaginary place in western Nebraska, not out in some place it's hard to, for us to imagine in Ogallala or even in Lincoln, but right in North Omaha, right in the Miller Park neighborhood, right in the Walnut Hill neighborhood, right in Benson, right in DeBolt. These prairies were everywhere, Steve. Now, we could have a great conversation if we just focused on the trees and the prairies, but in reality, we have to mention the Lost Lakes, too. Oh, yeah, man. Lost Lakes. So many of them. At least three off the top of my head. The Florence Lake, Prees Lake, and the Lagoon that's now in Fontenelle Park. That started out a little bit different. We could talk about the lakes, the prairies, the trees, but wouldn't it be fun to mention the Robber's Cave that was by Prees Lake? Oh, yeah, there was. Or the tall hills. Not not just the pretty hills in Ponca. Not just the bummer hills that you have to go up and down 42nd Street and 38th Street and 33rd Street when you're climbing them on your bike and you're 11 years old. You're going up Laurel Avenue to Mil- McMillan uh, Middle School. Or when you're walking from Ames all the way up to names all the way up to 36th Street from 30th when you're walking to high school. Yeah, lots of tall hills. But beyond those ones, there's also Walnut Hill, which was regarded as one of the most beautiful views of Omaha for more than 75 years. And of course, there's the Belvedere Point Lookout, still the best hill in all of North Omaha. Oh, we're going to mention those. Let's just go into it, though. Oh, oh yeah. I mean... Historic trees, prairies, lost lakes, the robber's cave, tall hills. I guess we could talk about the bluffs and the ravines and the Missouri River and the creeks and the ponds and so many things. So let's just get into this. To start us out, I want us to think about these historic natural areas that used to occupy North Omaha. They used to make it up. You see, in Omaha, a long practice, starting in the 1870s and 80s, is called terraforming. And that terraforming involved moving the earth to meet the demands of the people in Omaha. The terraforming including, included taking down a lot of cliffs and hills that used to make downtown Omaha separate from the region west of 24th Street. That's right, Steve. There were crazy ravines, crazy cliffs, crazy hills that filled up that whole area between about 16th Street downtown all the way to 24th, and they took them down. They bulldozed them long before they ever had gas engines to do that. They used teams of mules and manpower, and it was a gritty, grimy time. But the historic neighborhoods. There was a place that was at Dodge Street between where 6th Street would be and 11th Street today is. North of Dodge, between Dodge and Cumming. That area was the original rough-and-tumble area of Omaha, and it had the city's first segregated neighborhood of African Americans, and that neighborhood was called the Near North Side. 
That's right. All the way into the 70s, the media was talking about the near north side until black advocacy organizations said, stop doing that. You're segregating black people just by labeling it that way. But that euphemism for Omaha's black community, near north side, originally applied to this little tiny pocket. And it was there not because that area was particularly bad. It was there not because there were a lot of industries around it and other hard-to-access areas that made it less favorable to live in. It was there because the nature of the area was swampy, it was below the bluffs, and it was in the Missouri River Valley bottoms. It was a nasty area to live. Lots of mosquitoes, lots of dank water, lots of mud, and folks just didn't want to live there. Being segregated meant that African Americans had to take what white people would give them, or at least that's what white people insisted. And that area became the near north side, the first near north side, because of the nature of the place. Another area that was affected by the nature in North Omaha was the Minnelusa Historic District. That's right, Minnelusa. Between 24th and 30th Streets from Reddick north up to Weber was originally a rolling prairie. It was a rolling prairie all the way into the 1850s, 60s, and 70s when a banker got a hold of it. His last name was Parker. He made a big farm there. He put in corn on the rolling hills in Minnelusa. Lightly rolling, but still rolling. Down the middle of Minnelusa, there's a valley. It's hard to notice unless you really stand up on top of Ida and look east from 30th Street. Then you can see the hill. It slopes down, and in the middle of this valley, there was a creek that was called Minnelusa Creek. It was called the Fort Omaha Creek, and later it was called the Stink Creek. It's still called Stink Creek, but it doesn't really run there anymore. At least we can't see it, because the city undergrounded it in 1916, so the people's bathroom smells wouldn't come up from the creek anymore. But the Minnelusa neighborhood was planted where it was, and it was made into what it was because of the nature of the place. I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about Rock Bottom. I mentioned earlier Brigham Young, and the reality is he chose winter quarters because crossing the river right there was the least treacherous of all the places all the way south into South Omaha where the South Mormon crossing was. He crossed the river right there because it had a rock bottom. And in 1846, Brigham Young knew that that rock bottom would be ideal to build a bridge. And as we know today, that bridge crosses the river right there where Brigham Young knew that it should. It took 100 years to build the first half of it. it took another 20 years after that to build the second half of it. But Florence today, the city of Florence that existed until 1917 when it was annexed by Omaha was put there because of rock bottom and the nature of North Omaha. And then finally, Steve, I have to mention East Omaha. The reality is that the region around 16th Street, north of Commercial Avenue, all the way up to the river, east of Florence Boulevard, all the way over to the river, boy, that looks like a neat area. It's really flat and smooth. Back in the olden days, there were a 100 truck farms down there, because the soil was so perfect for planting. So why didn't that become prime real estate land? Well, that's the nature of North Omaha. Turns out it flooded constantly 
for a hundred years and still floods today. We remember the big floods from just a few years ago that demolished I-29 that hit Epley Airfield. Those are all right by East Omaha. The town of East Omaha, that's right, there was a town of East Omaha just south of the airport, east of Abbott Drive, was actually wiped out by floods in the 1950s. The city of Omaha ultimately demolished the whole thing to make more room for the justice and detention centers that are down there today. They turned it into an industrial wasteland because that's easier to deal with than having people live in a constant flood zone. And that's why there's no apartments over there. It's all hotels at best. Car lots, etc. Lots of warehouses over in the Sherman neighborhood, as we call it now. Still a few houses, but it really looks like those are primed to be demolished and more room made for industrial parks to serve that airport when the high-speed bridge goes in across the Missouri on North 16th to connect on the Iowa side. Oh, but hey, that's all because of the nature of North Omaha. See, North Omaha's nature is a really complex thing, Steve. It's the geography, it's the weather, it's human influence, and it's operating all of the time in that mixture, in that stew. It created bluffs and ravines. If you're familiar with the geography of North Omaha, you know that there's a bluff that runs approximately from Cumming Street all the way north, east of 14th Street, and then north of Locust Street, it gets closer over to Florence Boulevard. 16th Street jumps down the cliff. And that cliff continues north up Florence Boulevard. And it's still present all the way to the Mormon Bridge. And then it continues past the Mormon Bridge to become the Ponca Hills, Howell Park. The infamous Devil Slide is on one of those cliffs. And what is that all about, you ask? Well, that's because at one time, the raging Missouri River in the glacial melt that happened 10,000 years ago, the raging Missouri River cut a bed that went from that cliff over to the Less Hills in Iowa. And that entire valley was filled with water seasonally. And then the water trickled. It, it receded because of the glaciers. And it came to a trickle. But that Missouri River acted like a whip. And they would talk about it when the settlers first came. They would talk about it as a tiger's tail because it would whip around the Missouri River Valley east and west and create these crazy loops and hooks. And when Omaha was settled in 1854, the Saratoga Bend of the Missouri River was one of those hooks. The Saratoga Bend was where a town called Saratoga and its little... Riverside nook east of the cliffs called Sulphur Springs. They were settled on the Saratoga Bend of the Missouri River. And the town was going to flourish in 1857. And it didn't turn out so well. But in 1877, the final coffin of that town was put into, the, the final nail was put into the coffin by a great flood that cut off that great hook in the river that cut off Saratoga Bend from the Missouri. And Saratoga Bend eventually became the intersection of Carter Lake Shore Drive and Locust. And it, that corner is still there today. There's some industrial stuff right there. Oh, but what's to the east of it? 
well, that's the old tiger's tail. That's the old cutoff part of the river. That was called Cutoff Lake. It was also called Nokomis Lake or Lake Nokoma. And eventually, a rich dude in Omaha, an industrialist named Levi Carter, his wife donated a million bucks to the city to help the lake get named in his honor. And today, we still call it Carter Lake. And it's surrounded by the Levi Carter Park. And that's part of the nature of North Omaha. You can learn more about that park in my article on NorthOmahaHistory.com. Just look up Levi Carter Park on Google. But that huge flood and those ongoing floods today make East Omaha still less desirable than the rest of North Omaha for development. Oh, there were creeks and ponds around too. Let's not just focus on the Missouri River. Right? There were, I mean, Steve, I've tracked more than 40 creeks in North Omaha. The most popular one of all was called the North Omaha Creek. It started all the way up on 33rd Street at California in the neighborhood that we call Gifford Park. That creek went underneath Tech High. It still flows there today. But at one point, it went east along Cumming Street. The U.S. Army put a bridge in over the creek at 24th and Cumming in 1850 before Omaha was ever platted as part of their military road that we still use parts of today. And that was caused by the nature of North Omaha. Other creeks and ponds that are worth mentioning, well, I mentioned Minnelusa Creek earlier, a.k.a. Fort Omaha Creek, a.k.a. Stink Creek. You want to go see it, smell it? Go to the OPPD power plant in North Omaha and look just south of it off of J.J. Pershing Drive, and you'll see Stink Creek. They call it in the neighborhood, but history knew it as Minnelusa Creek. Now, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the other creeks that flowed through North Omaha. There were so many. Mill Creek was in Florence, and that's where the Florence Mill was originally built. There was a Saratoga Creek that was at 24th and Grand, where the Saratoga Mill was built in 1857. Of course, the Florence Mill was originally built by those Mormon Troopers, all the way back in 1846, it was rebuilt a whole bunch, and it still stands today under the loving care of Mrs. Meigs, who's taking wonderful care of it. So many other creeks in North Omaha. But the ponds, oh, the ponds. I mentioned earlier, that pond that was in Fontenelle Park, it used to have a different life, Steve. It wasn't so much a pond. When it was originally mapped... That area was actually part of the Saratoga Township in 1857 that was mapped all the way out to 42nd Street, 46th Street. And the Fontenelle Park area was mapped into it. And it showed a swamp where the Fontenelle Park Lagoon is today. That swamp was a wild place filled with muck and nastiness. And they've corralled it now and they've turned it into a beautiful water feature with a fountain. Go check that out. Of course, the other ponds, I called them Lost Lakes earlier. You had the Florence Lake that was down in East Omaha off Hartman Avenue. Today you can see it at about 8th and Hartman. It's crammed into one tiny swill pond. The city has turned into a water retention mess hole. But that was originally a lake that covered 20 acres. In East Omaha, it had its own resorts on it. 
Steve had road houses that the Wild West was won through between 1850s and the 1890s. That lake was there all the way until 1920 when the city got rid of it to route the water to Carter Lake. Prees Lake was north of that, all the way up in the Ponca Hills. Today you can see the old site of it at Oak Ridge Drive and River Road. Prees Lake was founded, it was established, it was created by a man named Fritz Prees. He was a crazy Scandinavian who did all kinds of bizarre and wonderful things, invented some things and did a few shady things. He was definitely a go-getter, though, and he built his seven-story house with one room per story right there at Prees Lake after he dammed the valley to fill it up with river water, making his lone 10-acre lake that he used to rent out to people with canoes and boats and picnic spots. And they used all the way into the 1910s. Incredible story. Incredible place. Of course, those creeks and ponds still flow through North Omaha. A lot of the creeks are still there. Now, though, they're undergrounded by the city of Omaha. There's no romantic attempt to daylight Minnelusa Creek, even though I think there should be. Now, to talk about the history of North Omaha, though, we have to mention the prairies. And I brought that up just a little bit. The Florence Bench is a geological feature. That's the official geological name of this region of land that exists between about Ferry Street in the Florence neighborhood, just north of I-680. Ferry Street. And then the Florence Bench runs all the way south to Cumming Street and meanders into downtown Omaha. It's called a bench because it sits up above the river with that cliff along the entire way that I explained earlier. And then it has a boundary on the west side with the hills that emerge at some places right on 30th Street, some places on 33rd. But they run north between coming all the way up to I-680. Those hills do. And that Florence bench was originally covered in a high grass prairie. It was home to farms and to acreages and to estates owned by wealthy people who grew orchards and corn and all kinds of stuff in the region. It was also home for a period of time between the 1870s and 1880s and 90s to a little place that was referred to derogatorily, derisively, as Gopher Town. Gopher Town, Steve, was located in the middle of Miller Park. That's right, the same Miller Park today at 30th and Reddick, 30th and Kansas, 24th and Kansas, 24th and Reddick. It's bounded by Gophertown was called Gophertown because Irish immigrants landed there in mass during the Great Potato Famine, and without any money and without any jobs, they dug, they built dugouts all in one immediate area. There was reportedly as many as 20 or 30 dugouts right in the Miller Park area filled up with these Irish immigrants. Pretty bizarre stuff to think about. But what isn't hard to think about are the Pocky Hills Forest. That's another big part of North Omaha's nature. The Pocky Hills Forest, it's still there, right? We can go see it. Well, it wasn't always there. Because in 1846, when the Mormons showed up, they built an entire town for three between three and 5,000 people in the first winter they were there. And Steve, they didn't just build little shanties. They built full cabins. They had some houses. They had a school. They had a fire station. All made out of the forest that covers today's Ponca Hills. That forest was filled with all kinds of native Nebraska trees, many of them what we understand now as old growth. 
Some of the houses in Florence today have some of that original wood in them. The 1856 houses, they're tracked back to 1856. We could suspect that they're probably even older. But it's easy to think about the Florence, the the, the Ponky Hills Forest because we can go and see it today. Or the new version of it, at least. The third growth that covers Hummel Park and covers the Pocket Hills Elementary School grounds and covers the beautiful homes and estates that are up there now. We can also imagine the Raven Oaks Forest. The Raven Oaks Forest over on Mormon Bridge Road. That was just developed in the 1960s. Raven Oaks neighborhood. Before that, it was covered in forest. Before that, it was home to a summer home that belonged to the Brandeis family. That was called Arlena Lodge. It was their own loving spot that they had beautiful orchards on and uh, raised champion chickens and all kinds of stuff. But it was covered in forest. But you know, before that, Steve, it's hard to imagine the forests that grew in the gullies and the ravines all along North Omaha between the cliffs east of Florence Boulevard, east of 14th Street, all the way down to Cumming. Those ravines and gullies, they went in those cliffs, sometimes going as far west as 30th Street. All of those were filled in, but before they were filled in, they were filled with trees and forests all along that region. The earliest settlers in North Omaha, the earliest people who lived there in the community, of course, were Native Americans who used it for hunting And then after them, the fur trappers arrived in present-day Hummel Park, in present-day Dodge Park, and north of that, maybe in north up to Washington County line, all of these different fur establishments, the giant Fort Lisa, the big Kavanaugh trading post on the river. Yeah, those folks were hunting not just beavers, not just otters, not just other small creatures, they were hunting big deer. They were hunting elk. They were hunting bison. They were hunting bears and cougars in North Omaha. And that's the nature of the place. And those creatures all relied on the forests and the prairies and the creeks and the ponds and the bluffs and the ravines and the lakes and the other aspects that I've already mentioned. Today, of course, all of those creatures are gone, or the vast majority of them are. There's some work to reclaim them. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about what's going on right now. You know, the city developed a system of parks and boulevards starting in the 1890s that continues today. The big boulevards that we know and love, the Florence Boulevard, the Fontenelle Boulevard, the Paxton Boulevard, J. Creighton Boulevard, they were all part of this romantic idea that we could protect nature and see nature and interact with nature by driving our cars along these beautiful boulevards that were beautiful because they were treated like parks, that were parks because they were covered in trees and flowers and landscape grasses and all kinds of pretty stuff. And the parks, so many parks, Adams Park and Dodge Park and Hummel Park and Carter Lake Park or Levi Carter Park, and so many parks covered with nature. New things, Steve, that have just been happening in the last several years, the North Omaha Trail. A brand new trail has been put in with the trail in 175 trees from 24th and Ohio all the way up to 30th and Ames running along the North Freeway, led by Spark in the Fabric Lab, 
with funding from the Papio, Missouri River Natural Resources District and private philanthropy, boom, all in place. Their hard work led by African-American community leaders and others in the neighborhood, and it's happened. It's there. It's in place right now. The Beltline Trail is coming, again, funded by Papio, Missouri River Natural Resources District. It runs from Hamilton and Military all the way up to 30th and Taylor, and it will create a seamless trail along the old Beltline Railway. And those are fantastic examples of the nature in North Omaha that's being saved. Now, I have to mention that there's even one official Nebraska heritage tree in North Omaha today. From their official website, it says Nebraska and Omaha are so friendly that even nature says hi with these cottonwoods. These cottonwoods just happen to grow in the shape of the letters H and I and are located in the historic Florence area of Omaha. The high tree, it is called, grows along the Back to the River hiking and biking trail. You know, that one over by J.J. Pershing Drive. It's a natural oddity that's known all throughout the Midwest, and it's North Omaha's only official Nebraska heritage tree. Now, there are several affiliate sites of the Nebraska Statewide Arboretum in North Omaha. They include the Forest Lawn Memorial Park, the Fort Omaha campus of the Metro Community College, Creighton University's campus, and the Prospect Hill Cemetery. Those are all part of the Nebraska Statewide Arboretum. And they're fantastic places to see some of these heritage trees in North Omaha. And then, and then, we have to think about whenever we get onto the road and we drive our cars, because we love to do that in Omaha. That's just real. There are influences today from the nature of nature in North Omaha that keep affecting us. You like to go to Florence? You like to look around there? Well, now you know some of the ways that nature influenced the development of Florence and the Mormon Bridge. You like to drive on Military Avenue? Yeah, it's beautiful, you know. You go there from, it, maybe you start on Hamilton and you swing around and you get onto the military and and you go up to Benson, you drive through Benson. Maybe you follow the military road and keep going out to West Omaha and all of that. Yeah. That was picked because of the nature of North Omaha. It was laid out because of nature, because the U.S. Army put the road on top of bluffs so that the people who were traveling the road would have the best view, so they couldn't be snuck up on by bandits or others. Oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. You like taking the Sorens Parkway. Maybe you live out at 90th and you drive into downtown every day, and you cut through North Omaha on the Sorens Parkway, Parkway. Yeah, it's there because of the nature of North Omaha in history. There was a railroad that was the entire distance. And it was chosen for that spot because of the natural goalie that went up the way. Oh, the North Freeway? Oh, no, no, no. That's not nature, Steve. The North Freeway, you'll you'll notice when you drive down it next that there's berms on the west side and the east side, both sides. Yeah, those were put there by city planners in Omaha in the state of Nebraska to create the physical barrier that cut North Omaha's African-American community in half. That's not natural. But the neighborhoods around North Omaha... A lot of them are in the places they are because of nature. The home values, yeah, those fluctuate according to the view and the geographic locations as well as other factors. And then, of course, Epley Airfield. I don't know if you've ever landed in Omaha and seen the water lapping up on the runways at Epley. It's kind of freaky, but that's the nature of North Omaha. So this has been a little bit about that history. And here I've covered some of the details. You can find articles about a lot of these things on my website. And for more information, check out my books, The History of North Omaha, Volumes 1, 2, and 3. They're all available on Amazon.com, and they make great reading all about the nature of North Omaha and so much more.
And that is a little bit about what's happened in the past. Thanks for listening to the North Omaha History Podcast with noted author and historian Adam Fletcher Sassy. Join us next week as Adam takes you on another guided tour through Omaha's dynamic past.